0: This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I am thrilled today to be speaking with Cynthia Thurlow, who is going to be the best guest ever. Cynthia, welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you this afternoon.
0: Likewise. Cynthia, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners, so please tell us who you are, where you're from, and how you keep busy during the day.
1: Oh, boy. Well, I um, am trained as a nurse practitioner, and I have a penchant for helping women kind of work through hormonal health issues. I've done a couple TEDxs. Uh, Probably the the most epic one is uh, on intermittent fasting, which is something that's near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm also a passionate advocate for education and inspiration for women uh, serving as a resource uh, throughout the social media realm and beyond. I am married with two boys and live in Washington, D.C. with um, two male doodles, and usually they're barking in the background, but today they're quiet.
0: <laughs> oh, just give them time. theres I don't know what it is about my podcast, but they're, my my some of my guests have like three dogs, and yeah. they start barking, barking, and I'm like, welcome, welcome. Yeah,
1: it's like keeping it real. That's what you know we all do. But during the day when my kids are in school, I uh, see clients one-on-one. I produce a podcast. I have written a book recently Uh, There's a lot on the menu, but what I am most passionate about doing is being able to reach more and more women to have them, you know, live their best lives in in the most efficient way possible and really like to focus on nutrition. That's kind of my key staple. I always say it all starts with food.
0: All starting with food and hormonal health. And I love that you're all about women. I am so all about women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all about women. I can't wait to hear more. Next question is, um, as you know, Cynthia, this podcast is by and for women who have gone through some caca. Dare yes. I say trauma? Yeah. So, what I would love to hear about from you is what what caca did you go through, and what was the worst part of it?
1: Hmm. Well, I've always been healthy throughout my lifetime, and came back from a vacation with my husband in February, and 48 hours later was fighting for my life in the emergency room at a local hospital. Spent 13 days in the hospital. And had a series of complications one after another and being a healthcare provider, taking care of critically sick patients for the last 20 years, nothing really prepares you for being on the other side. You know, being at a point where you are in complete surrender, meaning, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things. And so, not only is that humbling, but it also makes you dig pretty deep to find, you know, what's your motivation for getting better? Because there were points where they weren't sure I was going to live. And so, uh, you know, for me personally, I felt like there was an opportunity. There was one day where I felt sorry for myself. And then I said, I'm too young for this. My kids still need me. Let me focus on them. And I wanted to give a talk. And so I focused on my kids and giving this talk the following month. And I really believe that mindset is absolutely critical when we're going through challenging times, really, really, absolutely pivotal, critical. Um, and I believe that's the reason why I pulled through.
0: Okay. I just want to rewind for a minute. You said you were <laughs> sorry for yourself for one day.
1: Uh, Well, it's just, it's my nature. I mean, I'm kind of a glass half full kind of person. Yeah. And so it's normal when we're in a situation where we can't do anything. All I could do was just exist in this hospital bed. I was vomiting. I was sick. My abdomen, I I looked like I was six months pregnant and I'm not. Um, I had a lot of pain and, uh, you know, I just wasn't turning around and I was having just a series of, of complications one after another with the surgeon coming in three times a day, which for anyone who's not in the healthcare field, surgeons don't like coming to see patients more than once a day. Uh, so I was clearly, they were very, very concerned about me. And I had one day where I was really despondent and I think that's completely normal. Uh, but I also recognized that the only way for me mentally to kind of work through this was to just surrender. And, and beyond the physical surrender, just the emotional surrender of saying, I need to just trust in the process. I need to acknowledge that I'm not in control and that's okay. And for someone like myself, that's very detail oriented, a little OCD,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: clinically treated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got very
1: it. hard. It's very, very, very hard to surrender. surrender. And so that's been my word of 2019. I always have a word every year and I didn't realize that would be my word, but that is my word and, and acknowledging that sometimes when we're going through really shitty stuff ooh, can I say that Poopy you stuff, bet caca shitty stuff, stuff. Shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. uh it's really hard to see beyond your suffering you know physically oh,
0: totally totally I, I just I gotta say I'm I'm beyond impressed there are people who it feel sorry for themselves for decades you don't yeah,
1: know nope I mean, that's,
0: that's not, like <laughs> that's no. fast forward that's like taking the suffering and putting it on fast forward yeah and I just no. wanted to underscore that it's it's uh, incredible.
1: But, but I think it's, it's innately who I am as an individual. And, and yes. my thing I kept saying to my kids was once I was, you know, after week one and they realized I wasn't going to die, it was, I want to show my kids what you can do when you set your mind to it. I was like, I'm getting out of this hospital and I'm going to do this talk. And that was where my mindset was. And it, I mean, everyone thought I was bananas, but I was like, it's going to happen. You know, I can see it. I can envision it. Therefore, it's going to happen
0: if that's bananas, I want to be bananas. If that's bananas, <laughs> I am bananas. And you know, this, this leads me into my next question, which is um, this is warrior territory. Mm-hmm. I mean taking one day to feel sorry for yourself and then galvanizing yourself around your children and mm-hmm. the talk that you want to, that you wanted to give and an impact that you wanted to make. It really takes a warrior to, to get to that other side. And not everybody has those, that same resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that same resilience. I do wanna ask you, what is the best thing about being on that other side after going through a near-death experience?
1: Oh gosh, I mean, I think my whole life has changed in so many beautiful ways because you take your health for granted. I don't care who you are. I don't care how well-adjusted you are. I don't care whether you work in healthcare or not. For me, I took my health for granted and I took things as simple as being able to walk down the stairs, uh, being able to have enough energy to sit at a table and eat. Um, having your digestion working so that you could actually eat a meal, uh, being able to hug my kids because I got to the point where I told my husband to stop bringing them to the hospital because they were so stressed seeing me so sick. Yeah. Um, so it's the real simple pleasures in life, the things that we take for granted, like something as simple as like sitting outside. Like my mom, my Italian mother came and spent a month with us uh, while I was in the hospital and afterwards. And I remember saying to her, it's like the thought of sun on my face, you know, just these really simple things that we take for granted. Yeah. And for me that the, the great lesson was just, you know, enjoying and savoring the simple things because they become really significant. It's not all the stuff. It's not all the things that the materialistic things that so many people really get fixated on. I'm like, I could sell the beautiful house I live in tomorrow and live with one tenth of the stuff and be totally fine. And that was, not that I was superficial or materialistic, but I live in an area that is both of those things. And so I really feel like it kind of brought back for me, what's most important, like the love of my children, you know, my husband, who was my rock, um, you know, having family or friends that are willing to drop everything to help out. um, That's what's most important, not all this other stuff, as I like to call it. It's just, you know, maybe it makes your life comfortable, but it's not important.
0: You bet. I agree with you completely. And what, what an amazing perspective for a crisis to, to, to create or to catalyze in you. Um, one of the things that I'm finding out, partly from recording the episodes of this podcast, is that brave and warrior, brave warrior women tend to travel in packs. So I'd mm-hmm. love to know from you, who are some other brave warriors who might, have, who might have been inspiring to you on your journey, going through the shit that you went through? And came out on the other side, and would be incredible guests on this podcast.
1: Mm. Well, I think about my my cousin Lisa, who's a, a trained physician, who is running for political office in New Jersey. Dropped everything in her campaign to be at my side, and she's dealt with a chronic illness, and and is always, you know, she's not a complainer. She's a I'm going to push through it kind of person. So she's incredibly inspiring. Um, I would say other women that have gone through, you know, health crisis that are, you know, either my patients that have come into my life or um, other entrepreneurs that I've crossed paths with. And, and it's interesting how lives will intersect only after you've gone through something that's so, you know, potentially devastating that all of a sudden you're like, you realize other people have the same story. Uh, there was someone that I met out in LA last time I was there. It was actually a man, but he had gone through nearly the same health crisis. And when we were talking afterwards, he said, don't you feel like it's such a gift Um, You know, it's certainly one of those things where you look at it and you say to yourself, gosh, you know, it really is. I I wouldn't want things any other way. But yeah, I I have several people that I could definitely think of that you might enjoy connecting with for sure.
0: That's wonderful. Well, we will definitely check in about that. And thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: And here we come, Cynthia, to the big nugget, which is, I can't wait to hear this from you. What is one piece or maybe two pieces of advice that you would give to our listeners, women who are going through crisis? right now on how to get to that other side.
1: I think, I think, I mean, it sounds trite, but I think hope, you know, hope is something that's so absolutely critical, even if you're having a a really horrendous day, whether it's because you've got a physical, emotional, or otherwise spiritual crisis that's going on in your life, but just acknowledging that if we look at the way our brains work, you know, the concept of neuroplasticity, meaning our thoughts become our actions. And so the concept of hope, recognizing that at some point, things are going to be better and truly believing in that. And also visualizing what you want to see being created. Um, That was something I didn't truly appreciate before. And yet I was in that hospital bed visualizing like crazy. I was like, this is what I see happening. And then it happened. And so I would say having hope and being able to visualize something different for yourself uh, are really, really important um, things that you manifest into your life. And I, I think that yeah, there's a, a really great, I don't know if you've met, Shaman um, Durek. Have you heard of him? I haven't. Okay. Well, I, I, tr- I fell into a podcast that he was in, and he has an, an incredible book. I have no affiliation with him. I, just, I was so inspired. I took inspired action after listening to it. And he talks a lot about the language that we use. So you don't want to use the word try. Because try is already setting yourself up for the potential for failure. So making sure that we're using words that are actionable and positive when we're talking about where we want our lives to go, I think is really another and very important piece. So you have to check him out. He's pretty incredible.
0: I will. And I agree with you so much about language Mm -hmm. and about the words that we use, whether we are thinking or Mm -hmm. speaking or writing are so important and shape our future. Absolutely. And are part of what manifests mm-hmm. the good, the bad, or the ugly, mm-hmm. depending yeah, on just, how depending on how we speak to ourselves and to others about yeah. our own experience. And yeah. so it's even
1: important that the internal dialogue is so critical. I, I think a lot of people, they may speak what they're saying, but they're not internally believing in it. And so that that's absolutely crucial. What you think, your thoughts become your actions, become your words. And so I always say to my kids, if I hear them kind of mulling over certain language, I'm like, hey. That's, that's a limiting belief or, you know, mm-hmm. we reframe that. I mean, it's really, really critical. Now more than ever, I recognize how important that process is.
0: Yeah. I'm so on the same page about that. So my last question is, Cynthia, since we're all about being epic on this podcast, if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, you know, I think I'd love to fly. I'm am a I'm an avid traveler. And so... For me, I'm a total wanderluster. I'm the kind of person, doesn't matter where I am, whether I'm inside the United States or outside the US, I love to explore. I love to see things. I love new cultures. I love new food. I love meeting people. And so the ability to fly would be really exciting.
0: We have so much in common and I have to know, (laughs) so I've traveled a lot too. And I have to ask you from one traveler to another, if if all of a sudden I could go poof and you could fly, where would you go first?
1: Oh, uh, is it a place I've been before or someplace new?
0: I'm going to ask you, oh, I'm going to say someplace new. I'd love to hear someplace new.
1: Um, you know, for some reason, I feel compelled to go to Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, you know, Sri Lanka. Those are those are certain areas. So I, I've been very interested in going to Thailand um, and seeing Cambodia because my senior year in college, I got stuck in, I had like an elective I had to pick. And so somehow I fell into a Southeast Asian class and it was fascinating. I loved it and I'm embarrassed that I haven't been, but I would say that or Sri Lanka, that's where I feel drawn, you know, places that have a strong degree of spirituality where, you know, the the food and the cuisine would definitely appeal to me. But if I were going back to some place I love, I would see either Cape Town or um, I love the Andalusia region of Spain. Spain is like my spirit country. I love Nirha and i love um, granada and so I, I just i again the food the people the places the beach and Neerha just speak to me so that's my my spirit country as i refer to it how about you
0: oh i love hearing that uh, tra- travel 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 actually so i've been really compelled to explore more of canada I, mm. i've been all over the world and i want to explore more of canada
1: oh there's so much to see i'm, yeah. I'm trying to get a british columbia that's been like my goal it's like just the traversing from east coast to west coast with as much as i've been doing lately i keep saying we need to just do that and maybe we'll do alaska at the same time but yeah. um you know definitely getting up to vancouver and british columbia that's that's high on the list or going back to montreal i think montreal is beautiful
0: that is such good stuff mm-hmm. awesome cynthia thank you so much for being my guest today where can we find you online
1: um, so I'm all over social media, but my um, website is www.cynthiathurlow.com, but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and active on all of his platforms as well as a few others.
0: Fantastic. Every single platform. Yeah. So this is Nikki Bruno with Cynthia Thurlow on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more great ideas on how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.